What's hiding in Sam's closet? <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig. Um, questions we have for Sam. <laughs> Next week's no. interview, Sam. No, thank we'll you. get to the bottom of that closet. Burning <laughs> Best of luck. I haven't even made it that far. Okay, so are we going to jump right in then? Yes. Let's do it. Two feet. Okay. <laughs> you want me to you want me to go Take okay away. take it away and we're live in <laughs> welcome back to how to be queer um this is chris <laughs> and this is sam and today we've got some very special guests for you um and we will let them introduce themselves because i didn't think to ask what you wanted us to introduce you as so tell us what you want us to call you and then tell us your pronouns okay um yeah i am the lovely rachel uh says female and i just identify as queer lovely queer ecstatic queer queer in here ecstatic queer yeah uh i'm maddie just just maddie's fine um i identify as uh cis female as well and my pronouns are she her she her as well for me yeah. Oh, love to hear it. Love to see it. Oh my God, love same. <laughs> oh my God, same. Oh my God. I use them too, but only occasionally. And it's only when people perceive me as she. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we won't get into that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot to unpack. And maybe we won't do that today. <laughs> You're both cis female cool. Um, how do you feel? Um, I guess then. So most of your like coming out journey has been about your sexuality then. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. No, no gender coming outs for either of us. As we know of yet, we will find as out maybe yet. one day. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> we all know it's a long journey. So yeah, as we it all really know. is. <laughs> I'm very expressive in terms of, you know, clothing and such like that. But as of right now, yeah, definitely feel confident cis female for sure. I love it. And Maddie, you feeling confident cis female for sure right now? I do. Absolutely. Like, I do think I have my days, you know, more feminine days, more masculine days, just depends on how you feel. Right. I like that. Cis female, like that's who, that's, that's what I was born as. That's what feels the best comfortable. So we're going to stick with that. She likes her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) And then some days you don't like them. Right. And you're like, get these things off my body. So we'll jump in. All right. So, um, I was very fortunate enough to see y'all when you were on the Island, not too long ago, you guys did a cross country freaking van life. Frick. Yeah. Hell yeah. So how long were you guys on the road for all in all, babe? I think it was what, like, Two and a half months. I like to say three, but two and yeah. a half is possible. When you take out hotels, right? I mean, yeah, you can't do it too much for long stretches the way that we were. Cause it wasn't, you know, we weren't doing glorified land, like van life. I would love to call it like just hatchback life. If I could, your setup yeah. was pretty mint though. It was pretty mint, but I wish like hatchback life was like a new hashtag that was as popular <laughs> as van life. But it's just not like every time I say like, oh, I did van life. People are like, oh, cool. And then I show them when I did it. And they're like, you got to start it yourself. I'm like, yeah, I know. But it, it was it did us well, you know, and like you said, our setup was good. We enjoyed the camping aspect of it as much as we could. The cooking outside, the painting outside, the heat waves. The the yeah. Way to choose your time because it's never that hot. Like it's hot here. Like 
you've probably noticed like when this well, it's not like humid like ontario well bc's on heat- fire so oh yeah but like <laughs> fire, but the, the heat fire was fire. like nuts and i had never i don't think i ever had a summer like that growing up so it was yeah, nuts the, the heat was so crazy and then like the smog on top of it you're just like it's just that like dry heat out there um but yeah we uh, like luckily we had um you know hotels and stuff like that available to us so we, we just ended up doing that on nights that it was like unbearable. I found out that like Maddie's version of being hangry, like is <laughs> when she's warm, like when she's yeah. warm, don't, don't poke the bear. Cause it's just, <laughs> yeah. Get me in an air conditioned building and leave me there for a few days. Yeah. I feel you. I don't like being hot. Do it. I love to be hot. Oh my God. It's my favorite. I can't I even know. handle. Sometimes I would just be basking and like, I like quite frankly I'd be sitting there cold and I would actually feel guilty to say it because she would be like feeling almost ill she was so hot and I'm like can we turn the air conditioning off but you know I just threw on a sweater for you love worked out is it okay if we like take it back a little bit I want to know first of all because I feel like I love talking about this journey but I want to know where it started I want to know how it all began I want to go right to the beginning and be like how we get into this even you know what I'm saying like I want to get right to the root the root is how did you two meet? Yeah, meeting, we met through an app, um, you know, typical millennial style. Um, and basically we were kind of pen pals for the first little while. Maddie lived about two hours, maybe in traffic away from me. So we never really made the efforts to see each other. We were both working full time. You know how it is, um, but we're both working busy lives, but we were both really engaged. And the thing that I like liked about Maddie was that we never really, you know, it came to the part where it was like, okay, we're not texting often, but when we do text, it's like filled with lots. And there was a lot of like feelings and passion within our messages that when Maddie inevitably just messaged me one day being like, Hey, like, let's meet up. I got free tickets. It was like, kind of like a spontaneity thing. We just like met up one day, drove to the city, both of us. Cause like, we're both not from Toronto. Um, but yeah, we, we went to a Jays game. Maddie's mom's friend, like gave her the tickets for free, plugging her. Don't even really know her name, but thank you for that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you made us a thing. Um, I remember sitting at that baseball game and like, I was just trying to like spark, like, you know, small conversation with Maddie. And it was just kind of like questions like, yeah, like, what's your middle name and things like that. And like Maddie, I remember she was like, yeah, like guess. And I was like, oh, this girl's like so annoying. I hate people that are like, guess my name. And then, but then inevitably she was just like, yeah, just like it's, it starts with an M like, I was like Mary and I got it right away. So it was kind of a good feeling. The look on her face too was so cute. I was just like, okay. That's when her head doubled in size. Oh, I love like We genuinely spent at that point six hours together. I think it was because after the game, we went to the rec room. You know how it is. We went to... I think it was like we watched a drag show, Cruise and Tangos. Oh, fine. So we had a very long... We made our way around the city. Amazing date. I crawled back to my sister's at like six in the morning. Sounds like a, like an average lesbian date. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like to say. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. It worked out really well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what, hun, what was it? Three weeks later, we were in Cuba on vacation together. Oh my gosh. Stereotypical lesbian. Yeah. Love it. We moved in like couple months later and uh we ended up back in my hometown of Brampton yeah and we lived there together for a year through the pandemic 
we met by the way pre-covid so everything was just which we're so thankful for normal life like there was nothing nothing wrong and then we went through covid together for like a year living in brampton and then um we just had enough of it like we were both working 50 60 hour weeks yeah through covid and trying not to get sick and you know keeping your head down and being in lockdown and we just finally decided one day to like quit our jobs and we moved out west and we applied to like a ski resort and we just wanted to be like ski bums for a season and I'd never been really anywhere travel wise so it was a huge leap for me but it was absolutely amazing and we obviously never came back for a lot longer than we planned but it was an amazing summer as well it's hard to leave once you come here for sure how was like having like a fresh relationship during covid what was that like do you think it like well clearly it it worked out well in your favor like y'all are still together that's awesome but did you find that like bonded you quicker than it would have maybe on like a a, you know pre-covid life you know what I mean like yeah yeah we were we were honestly super fortunate to like meet and get to go through like quite a few months before covid was even a thing like we experienced such normal life together and got to do things that not a lot of couples get to do these days. Like, you know, everyone, like nobody can see each other. Dating was just so weird for so many people. And like, we were pretty fortunate to have felt pretty settled by the time COVID kicked in. And, you know, we had someone to quarantine with and, you know, we just kind of did our own thing after that, but we were very fortunate for that. I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like Maddie said, when she says quarantine, like neither of us even really had to experience a full two week quarantine at any point. Super fortunate. Like we both worked, um, full time and like I was at Amazon, Maddie was at Harvey's and we stayed safe throughout the whole thing. Masks, sanitizer, all the bits. I only ended up getting tested once. And that was like a scare. And like the people at work, like basically made me get it. Cause I like told them I had a headache and they were like, Oh, go. So, you know, it was one of those things, but in terms of being together and having it bring us closer, um, you know, for me being in a new city and my family being back in Barrie where they were, uh, my sister being in Toronto, that was probably the hardest part was like not being able to see them. Cause like our lifestyle was quite still the same in a sense, like we would still make dinners at home. We had just moved into a condo. So when we first moved into the condo before COVID like initially kicked in, we were still in our honeymoon phase. People would call it. We were still making dinners together. The fun thing in our like relationship date night would be like, you know, doing each other's makeup or like having a paint night or there was you know, no flaws, like no flaw stage. Exactly. Right? <laughs> best behavior. You're not trying to fuck up. Like, yeah. So yeah, it definitely did stage. bring us close closer, but there was some like quarrels obviously within that first like seven months. And then within the, like our second move as well to BC brought you know, more growth and everything like that too. Moving around with people is really oh yeah a good way. Like first of all, we had each other in the apartment and then Maddie and I moved out to BC and we had even more roommates. So like adding those two people into the mix was like, we learned even more about each other and like the way that we live with other people too. It was cool to see good dynamics. So did you like, <clears throat> what kind of were the, not conditions, like what, what was the house like in Brampton and what was like your living conditions like when you were on the road? Like, how have you like I don't know if that makes sense. Like, have you been in like close proximity to each other this whole time, (laughs) like for two years? It drastically changed. I think honestly, like with us, we were both working like so much. We barely saw each other. We kind of, 
yeah. you know, we'd see each other pretty late at night and then that was it. And like, Rachel was always gone way before me in the morning and things like that. Like, yeah, we had very separate lives. And then we put ourselves in this like little Ford focused car and decided to go like nomadic. And we, we somehow survived it. You know, you're in, <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't have secrets after something like that. Like you definitely learn everything about each other for sure. And I mean, it gives you so much time to like connect and bond, you know, those moments that you have with yourself in the car where you're just like in deep thought and you're just like, Oh, I wish I had someone to share that thought with like on the road. There's so many of those moments where you're just sitting there in silence. And then all of a sudden someone's like, Hey, I'm saying this out loud. And then you go on like a half an hour to an hour tangent. It's just the best. Everyone loves road trips. We basically did it all summer seeing new places. And like, although we had those, you know, hiccups or the heat wave madness, like, you know, angry bursts or me with my hangry, like tendencies and things like that too. Um, it, we definitely tried to look at all the positives that came from it over those. <laughs> how did, um, how was your experience um, traveling as uh, a queer couple? across the country like was it okay like Canada is kind of um you know it's a place it has its <laughs> hot spots where yeah. you just know you can't go and then yeah. other places you're like oh no this is totally fine yeah. um and yeah small small communities in BC and like Alberta and like literally anywhere it's gonna be rough so yeah it's definitely pretty hostile and you kind of can tell where it is like you know Canada's not perfect and I mean, you can like even hotels, we would, you know, you walk in and it's kind of like, okay, so it's two queen beds kind of thing. And we're like, no, we're a couple, like, like one bed is fine or things like that. Or people assume that you're going to split the bill. Like it's not one bill at a restaurant, things like that. Um, But I mean, we kept our heads down in places we didn't feel fully comfortable. And, you know, big cities is kind of where we preferred to stop. Like if we were sleeping, things like that, just because like, you know, we don't want to be judged or thought of differently. Van life is like such an amazing experience. And you do hear horror stories of like that being ruined for some people. So yeah, it's terrible. We're out and proud, but you know, we do make sure to be safe as well because we are in a perfect world. Either Totally. Right? Like if I'm, if I'm in somewhere where like in an area where I feel like, okay, this is very rural, you know, people are staring, it's very small towns. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to make them feel uncomfortable just to hold your hand. Like it's like, it's very unfortunate, but at the end of the day, like I'm going to keep my safety at like the forefront. And I'm just going to like, if we're shopping, I'll hold your hand later, like kind of thing. But, and I hope that that's not always like that for travelers. Like, you know, there's a big community, um, and, and the, the, the van life community is so diverse in, in the sense anyways, you know, there's um, solo female van lifers that are targeted. There's, you know, um, black people that are targeted and things. And it's just, you really need to make sure that you are doing everything you can to be safe. We always played it like buddy, buddy. Like we didn't go into Walmart's alone, even to pee or anything like that. Cause you just, you never know what could happen in terms of like, the buddy system I really felt safe all the time was there any instances that you had to like genuinely play up that you were just like that you were got you were both friends or anything like that like was there any like specific areas that you kind of had actual like not actual but like more difficulty than than other places aside from like the kind of passive things where it's like 
splitting the bill or assuming that you need two beds and things. Once you get away from like bigger cities and you definitely can tell that a lot of people are more reserved, but um, I mean, we did a pretty good job. We'd get cat called a lot or we'd get looked at, or if we rented a campground, we were kind of like, okay, well, I don't know. People just seem a bit more judgmental, but yeah. that, like we were, we were pretty okay. That's good. I'm glad you guys had a safe trip. <laughs> can't ruin our trip yeah no but it's parking lots like pulling like way too many hours of driving to get to where we wanted to go because we were so excited yeah waking up to the most amazing views and Canada is honestly beautiful like if you drive Mm -hmm. across the whole country I've done it by myself which is like kind of boring (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily recommend it but um you got to do it together and you got to see those things like together that's so cool I don't think I'd do it again I don't like, think I'd ever do it again. Yeah, would you do it I'm again? tapped out. I've done it enough. Maddie, would you do it again? <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah. I think we have such a beautiful country and like it feels super cool to drive drive across it. It really does. It's, if you take your time and you honestly see things and make it feel like not a job, like a chore, you know, you're, mm-hmm. I, as long as you're not in a rush. But if you take your time like and really do see things, it makes it did all you work. Did you both stop at the Winnie the Pooh? No. What? what? There's a Winnie the Pooh. Is it in Saskatchewan? No, it's in Ontario. I think it's in like oh, White fuck River. It is. Yeah. Your, yeah. It's and in it's the Ontario, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the so first happy. time we ever, my family. So like, obviously, I'm, I was born in Nanaimo, but I moved. Uh, I moved between Nanaimo and Barry like fucking four or five times at this rate. There's a photo of little me with my teddy bear by the Winnie the Pooh. And then the last time when I moved to Ontario, what was it, five years ago when <clears throat> my ex and <laughs> there's like a photo of me at 19 holding my teddy outside the Winnie the Pooh. That thing's my favorite fucking thing ever. I love it so much. Like I didn't even really watch Winnie the Pooh, but that thing is so fucking cool. It's a dying <laughs> That's my tangent. Just throwing it out there. Ontario thing. What were Whatever. your two like? What good. were your two favorite sites to see? Rachel, you start. Um, for me, I really loved like Tofino. That was amazing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of like, I'm gonna go for you because I'm just bursting with so many things. Okay, go. <laughs> Marine Lake in um, Banff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gorgeous. We that was the first time actually we ended up seeing like a grizzly bear right on the front trailhead. And like there was people blowing horns and stuff everywhere. And we were like 20, 10 feet from a grizzly bear, I swear. <gasps> that was phenomenal. Like that was the first bear we'd seen on our trip. And it was a grizzly and it was just unreal. Um, have to say the big nickel, as cheesy as it is. <laughs> I've it so many times, but until you stop and say that you've stood in front of the big nickel, you're not Canadian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Vancouver is stunning. It's like visually, it's so beautiful. The mountains everywhere, but it's. Oh, what more can you ask for, right? I mean, except being a millionaire. Like I know, seriously. You've got your ocean, you've got your city, everything that you need. Seriously, I don't think that could get any. It's just not a very social city. That's the only downfall to it. They're like we do yoga all day. Yeah, and there's like (laughs) thirty fucking tacofinos there, which is so frustrating because everyone who goes to the tacofinos, they're like. I like went into one and we didn't even know we were at a Tacofino and we were like, are we, are we at a Tacofino? And they're like, you don't know you're at Tacofino. And I was like, okay, pipe down. Okay. The original <laughs> Tacofino is in Tofino. I do not have time for this. You are not the same. You are not cut from the same cloth. 
for people that want to take the ferry over to their islands. They're like, we'll just save you the trouble. And yeah. you can try that food a little bit closer to home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you, did you go to Takafino? No, we didn't. Honestly, I think it probably was off our radar because I'm fully vegetarian too. So they have vegetarian. It's the island. What do you mean? It's the island. <laughs> it's the island. Everyone's vegan. Just be a bunch of freaking fish. Goes to show how much we honestly we were we were trying to do so well with like cooking our own food. In the I car. don't blame oh, you. Interesting. So, oh yeah. So how did that work? Like on the road? Well, we had like a full camping stove, like table top, like counter situation all stuffed into like this ccm hockey bag situation on the roof of our car that's hilarious um yeah tailgated it around everywhere with us and pulled up sites sometimes would make meals and it was basically like it was it was all right i mean we didn't do as well as we planned but yeah definitely didn't hit up tacofino we hit up like some other place that sold just a fry i think i just got like a poutine or something can't go wrong with a classic poutine though can't go wrong well you guys have to come out here again and go to talk if you know them <laughs> Such a good i'm idea. serious it is the best fucking tacos like the burritos 100%. our friend just moved out to kimberly and we have been invited to go see her so if she's still mm-hmm. got a couch we can crash on maybe we'll be um kimberly soon <laughs> I kind of want to hear from both of you though. Like, I guess it would be like, you can take, do whatever you need to do, do what you need to do. Answer this question. <laughs> however you want. I'm not placing rules on you. I'm not putting you in a box. Okay. Do what you need to do. Okay. So what is next for you? Uh, what's on the agenda? Like what's next? I want to hear it. I want to like, know, like, what are your goals? What are your couple goals? What are you looking forward to? What's next? This is amazing because you know what, as much prepping <laughs> we did for this we were thinking so much in the past, like, what are they going to ask us? We never thought that you'd be like, what are you doing now? Um, <laughs> we were living back in my parents' basement. Um, we've got the whole basement to ourselves. So it's quite nice and like luxy down here. We've made it home. Um, feeling very grateful for that because, you know, being on the road and stuff, we did live very minimalistically. So right now we're just working on filling the bank accounts. Uh, school's on the agenda for me, maybe come January. Um, I want to be within the life enrichment area. You know, I'm going to study gerontology, which is the study of aging. So that's really exciting. And I'm really stoked for that. Uh, what about you, babe? What do you got going on? I got, um, Oh man. Well, I'm enjoying being off. Like since getting home, it's just been pretty good to like build a routine and like get back into the gym and start getting active again and like feel like a normal person. Um, I'm looking at school as well, actually for next year, because I think it's time to take that on. Um, we getting educated. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be more in the medical field. That's kind of, I'm into the, like the gross stuff. And uh, not sure too much what area, but I'm probably going to start taking some courses for that. Yeah. What else am I getting up to? I'm am thinking I getting a new car. So Yay. Jump in. Love it. Look at a cheap Cherokee tomorrow. And oh, yes. Yeah. So she may be riding in a black new whip come next week. So we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's I'm, really it. I've got the travel bug. I'm really getting itchy. Um, I'm potentially taking a solo trip to Vancouver this month. Oh, 
to follow the girls. She is obsessed with anyone listening who is obsessed with the Canadian girls soccer team. You are not their number one fan. (laughs) This, my girlfriend is their number one fan. Okay. Just saying. So if you think it's you and you're out there listening to this, it's not you. So because of the heat wave (laughs) um, that we experienced in Vancouver this past summer, uh, we did not get to experience Vancouver to the fullest I would have liked. And since I was a little girl, I've always been like, I really love Vancouver. I really want to experience for what it is. And um, I'm going to take a little solo trip out there, I think, for a week and, and see it to its full potential that I need to. And, you know, just have a little like self journey. And Rachel's already done Vancouver to its to its bones. So um, legitimately yeah. three times. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, but yeah, and we're looking at potentially van lifing throughout the States. Ooh, and, oh, that'll so, be nice. Uh, that border opened right up and it's kind of calling our names. Yeah. So we definitely have like a few like travel ideas we have in, you know, a five-year plan. We want to go to, uh, back to the UK and see family. I'm a dual citizen of there. So even if we do like a little bit of like a live-in situation where we're like, Hey, let's go there for six months or something like that. Um, that's doable. And then we want to do Thailand and, you know, um, obviously Maddie said more van life, so that'll be fun. Maybe this time in a bigger setup, who knows? We're looking for the van. We're on the hunt. Yeah. The hunt. Anybody out there in podcast land, if you are in possession of a really nice, fun, huge van, please <laughs> reach <laughs> out into our DMs. Yeah. Or even a cool, small, like short bus that we could renovate. That'd be dope. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, okay. the dream. That's dreams. Cause Maddie would like love to just spend like a few days, like doing a whole mural of the painting, like doing just like, we're thinking bigger murals. and better. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Manifesting good things, you guys. So yes, only good mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking that question. That was a good one. Yeah. You were so welcome. I love thinking about the future with you guys. Yes. Isn't that fun? It's weird to think about the future, but it's also fun. Freaks me out. <laughs> I'm just like, my heart went pitta-patta, pitta-patta. <laughs> well, it's nice because this week, like, or like, honestly, for the last like month, I have been so stuck in the past, just like, you know, post-travel woes. And obviously, you know, I did talk about how blessed I am to be back at home, but everyone knows that's done that adjusting back into home life. There is some yeah. things, you know, that don't necessarily need to be discussed on a potty, but I'm just, why did I use the reference potty again? I'm not do that again. We're not calling a podcast a potty because it's just, I keep saying on the potty and it's just not cute. <laughs> but yes, so very fortunate to be at home, but I have been like oh. in the past and in more of like a negative mind frame. So it's hard moving back home. I feel you. We're all, we're all in that boat right now. Yeah, all of us. All in that boat. Oh, it is a winter's, around, winter's around the corner. So like being home now, I'm just trying to think of like things that'll get me outside in the winter and things like Maddie and I just bought ski passes and my love for skiing has grown so much since being, you know, back out West last winter, I got really like really big into skiing again. I had done it all my life since like two to probably like 16 when I gave up for like a short few years there, obviously between like 16 to 20, 25, right. Or 24 I was when we went there, but yeah, it was crazy. So I've gotten really 
really good at it again. And we're going to just go for it full send this winter with, with skiing. Hopefully I'm on a lot. Yeah. You two are so active. I love that. Yeah. Adjusting from honestly though, adjusting from mountains back to hills in Ontario is yep. kind of super lame. It's a little and tragic. We're gonna enjoy it the best we can. Like nothing compares though. <laughs> yeah. In Ontario, typically you're on the lift more than you're on the hill, but you know, fingers crossed that the lines are short, the days were there. Early mornings, early bird gets the worm. That's my call. Amen. Yep. If you're not up on the ball or on the bus. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. That is amazing. Oh, You've never met my dad. Day. We don't talk about Poppy enough on this podcast. No, that's it's very it's that's very true. Poppy is a Oh my gosh, like in terms of dogs, we haven't even mentioned our dog. Oh my god, you mentioned that right. dog, please. You guys, while we were traveling, okay, so we were away for nine months and we actually have a little baby. Her name is Atlas. What a and sweet name. She yeah. is our cockapoo. She is sleeping on the couch right over there. She has had the busiest day. Not actually, she's just played like a few times and got given a few, probably too many treats, but we got the day's her- taken her out of her. Yeah, we picked her up in uh, Calgary, Calgary, however you want to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> And just went to do a little puppy meet and greet and like pet some dogs and, you know, cure some depression. <laughs> and, anyway, Ken, and she looked at us and that was it. Yeah. She told us we, as we, anyone, she needed knows. us. We needed her and she was right. So I look so at her every day and I'm like, you're such a blessing. And, you know, like she just fits into our life perfectly. She's amazing. And it was I, really hard picking the name too. Like it's a commitment. Freaking hard. Like, but honestly, we, you know, we picked her up traveling and we want to continue traveling with her. And her name kind of symbolizes a lot with that. Like, yeah. you know, we're part of our travel journey. And she's, you know, she's only six months and she's been in the ocean. You know, she's been to the island and she's done like quite a bit for herself already. So uh, we're excited to like take her on our next adventures and She's been to more provinces than some Canadians. That is correct. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I do do love that story. That's fantastic. Atlas is such a sweetheart. So precious. So precious. Going forward, you guys definitely need to mention Poppy more because everyone loves dog content. Amen. You know what? I have the ugly rat dog. <laughs> I love Stop, Chanel and I think she's so cute, but other people don't. Uh, but I've got my cats. Good for you. <laughs> Thanks. It's fantastic Thanks. news. Me and my cats <laughs> just throws out she has cats because she's like, my dog's not good enough to be. No, Chanel is <laughs> more than good enough. Okay, it's just that other people disrespect my dog all the time, and I can't, I can't be out here. No, we're here. You're out here disrespecting your own dog. I, <laughs> we didn't say anything. Okay, Chicken Nugget is a fucking treasure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. She is. It's hard though. It's hard. She has an attachment to um my stepdad, so uh she's uh left me in the dust a little since I moved home. Um. But like Luna and the cats have like a huge attachment to me since the move and everything like that. So that's been nice. At least I got my cats. If anyone wants to peep what our little chicken nugget looks like too, you guys can always follow her on her Instagram. It's life with Atlas. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay. That's a great plug. plug the Instas. 
Look the Instas. Okay, our a couple account is never dot forget it. Maybe this is the time. Um, Sam, do you have any more questions? No, I feel like hearing about your trip was phenomenal. Like, yeah. sounds like a really amazing experience. Um, I've never met anyone who's genuinely done the trip the way you have. I know people who've done like road trips, but not to the like like living living hatch life, like you said. Guys, um, I think you should make that a thing. Like, really, you should just fucking own it and make it a thing because it should be no seriously more people like you need to do it like people overthink it way too fucking much like I need to get a big van I need it to be the best of the best yeah. you know and and then you 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 know your dreams are pushed back hella because you you know it feels like it's yeah. it has to be this huge yeah. bougie thing and it doesn't and there's nothing really bougie about being on the road to begin with so like why Celeste, Celeste, the Ford Focus was uh, my first car like years ago. It's Celeste. <laughs> Love. Right. <laughs> just throws her name out there. <laughs> and she just went through some serious shit. She went but through it on the road. We didn't put out any money. You know, we had an amazing car on gas. You're not spending tons and tons of money on gas. So it worked out in our favor. No, but in reality, if you have a car that you can rip the back seats out and do it, you know, basic style, go for it. I encourage everyone to, you know, whether it's a week or whatever, and it's with a friend or whether it's by yourself or you do it for an extended long period of time, you're completely nomadic. Just give it a go. See how it feels. We put a piece of plywood in the back of the car and a little piece of foam pad and we rocked it the fuck out of it. And it was and actually it, it was a solid setup. Like when I saw y'all and you like gave me the lowdown, like it was impressive. Yeah. It was like, I don't blame you for also like doing the hotel thing, like the heat wave and all that other stuff. But like f- for doing that yourself and like just getting her done, like that was impressive. Like it, it was a good, it was a good setup for sure. Go see your backyard. Like thanks so much. Yeah. Stop it. And I overlander, literally we spent zero money on, sleeping anywhere across really i overlander yeah it's all crown land it's an app and it basically shows you crown land which is free land yeah by the country that you're allowed to stay on up to two weeks at a time and um you know it doesn't come with like all the necessities you need like we you pee in the bush and all that stuff whatever like you are off grid um but we spent literally just money on gas and food to get out there yeah so was there a lot of crown land on the island? No, the island was like I didn't think so. Part. The island was the hardest part to stay in, seriously. They're really, really like on the island, they just crack down that stuff. I mean, oh, you they don't even let like there's like no hitchhiking signs and shit everywhere, too. Like yeah. they do not fuck around because like a lot of people fly out here in the summer, right? And they want to, you know, you you take the ferry, you get to Nanaimo. It's one of the first stops because most of the time you're not going straight to Victoria. And then, uh, so you're in Nanaimo, you're on the heart of the island, like right in the center there. And then people hitchhike to Tofino and people work in Tofino for the summers because it's such a booming um, tourist destination. Um, and yeah, like they really crack down, like you far and few between you see people doing that. And then when I moved back to Ontario in like my adulthood, I noticed like when I'd go up north or whatever, there was like a lot more people who that was like, you'd see that more often than not. And I was like, that's fucking weird. That's allowed. And I'm like, oh no, it's just because they really don't like that shit out here. It's weird. Which is weird too, because they like really promote tourism on the island, Mm -hmm. but then they kind of like kick everybody out. Like, you know, Tofino is a van life culture. Like people go there for 
yeah. summer, like four months. And, you know, people have to travel out of Tofino every day in order to find somewhere to sleep because it's just, you know, you face. And that's a scary fucking highway. Like I know y'all went when they were doing the, uh, the work on it, but even like when you're, so when I had driven it years and years ago, before I'd moved back to Ontario, um, you're like driving on the side of a fucking cliff and transport trucks are coming around those cliff faces because it's just a two lane. And, and if you, you can't time it because you can't see around the cliff, like you can't see on the other side of that thing. And so there was like times when we, I'd gone up there when it was really rainy, it was fucking horrifying. So it's, I hope the construction like fixes it because it's scary. And when we drove out there too, like, because they were doing construction, it was down to one lane. Yeah. Everybody had to veer towards like the the side there. Yeah. Left. And it, it was, it's sketchy. Yeah. It was like one of my first, like, cause I wasn't really driving in Ontario. Uh, I was like one of my first like trips. I was like, nah, let's go to Tofino. I'd never done, like I'd never driven myself. It was, I fucking, I did an $800 car bill a couple months ago because I just like shit rocked my, my brakes and shit. <laughs> Like, I was like, whoa, uh, because it's a it's a hell of a fucking highway. Like a lot of people talk about how scary the Malahat is and it can be. It definitely can be. But like the work they've done on it over the course of all these years, it's not as anywhere close to as dangerous as that highway into Tofino and you kill it there. Yeah, it's nuts. Did you manage to go on any logging roads? Did you decide to like back road it, go to Nanaimo Lakes at all or no? No, we didn't. No, we didn't go to the lakes in Nanaimo. I don't think we, we did a lot of back road um driving more in you know the Purcell Mountains so like Kootenai Valley those type areas we really did um like Golden, Invermere all those areas and like Fernie all those like we really like my favorite yeah Mm -hmm. back inland camping um we had you know our longest day camping out in the bush all together was a five-day stretch and then, you know, you obviously need to come back. You wow. need to refill your, your goods, firewood. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was blissful. When you get to a camp spot and you actually really get to take it in, that's the best part about road life. It's so great. Um, and, but yeah, in terms of like finding certain places to stay, doing it in a smaller rig definitely benefited us in national parks. Um, because you know, they like Tofino, the fines are really high. If you're staying in national parks in a, in a van, like it's really frowned upon, you can get fined hella like amounts, but basically we would just stay at the trailheads that had, you know, Okay, so there's this place called Skyline in Jasper and it's the Skyline hike and it is essentially like a six day trek. And yeah, I'm giving up our secrets, but it's fine. But essentially (laughs) park in those parking lots and if you're in a smaller car, like you get away with it, which like if you did, if you had a bigger van, you totally get caught. Like we had friends, our friends, Gary and Rachel, they went to Jasper after us. And they basically said like, we would not have tried that because the, you know, Parks Canada trucks are everywhere. One pretty much pulled into the parking lot when we were sleeping one night, they flashed their lights, but there was no way they were, they were, we were visible in the car. Our windows are tinted and everything. So like I said, safety first. Like I said, we spent zero money on accommodation. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, you keep bringing up the zero money thing. I was like, we've spent a lot, but (laughs) but, but that's just because it's, yeah. 
All right. Do you have any anything else you want to say? Anything we didn't touch on? Um, I'm gay as shit. Oh, <laughs> we love, love to hear that. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I felt like I had to say Please. it. <laughs> Yeah, no, my last minute send off is just, I want to thank you guys so much. I know that I have been talking about this for so long. Thank you for like to Melanie. We're going to mention you again. My beautiful sister. She put me into contact with you guys. I love the podcast last year. Like on my uh, Spotify wrapped my, like how to be queer was my number one. So it's come full circle a year later. I am on it and we will see what my results are this year, but I'm sure they haven't changed. <laughs> no, seriously, you guys are amazing. And, and congrats with everything. It's been so fun to chat with you guys. I know. I'm sorry. It took so fucking long. Uh, sincerest apologies. Uh, we're mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> it's real rough waters out in this bitch for sure but i'm glad that you um were patient with us and that you still want to be on because that actually means a lot i know it was tedious and it was quite uh, a journey to get us to this point on to the have this episode um so like i'm serious when i'm saying like i really appreciate your patience and the fact that you were still willing to be on it and you guys are phenomenal so thank You're you such both. great guests such great guests like yeah this no been a truly beautiful episode i'm so excited about it i love thank how you so much for being on it yeah no that actually it was really sweet like it it feels really nice yeah and yeah. i'm happy i got to see your guys face again thank you so much yeah. all right y'all it's been a real slice thank you so much love yes peace and love Peace and, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Oh, yeah. Peace and queerness. <laughs> oh, my God. Peace and queerness. Peace and queerness. Peace How do we queer? Yeah.